You fucking jeb end. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm good. And I'm grand. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the quarter to net, quaternary, oh, fuck it, I knew I was going to get this one wrong. Quaternary, quaternary, quista. What's a quista? What is a quista? I didn't actually ask you. Um, it's somebody who, uh, is it someone who skims the fat off leather? No, hang on. I've forgotten. So just, just for anyone that was wondering what quaternary is, uh, it's because... I said, oh, we should, because it's the secondary skills. Oh, no, wait, we should do tertiary. We should do, qu- wait, what What comes after tertiary? And then Al found out and found a, an alliteration for it. Uh, it's um, some. It's somebody who bleaches things. Mm. There you go. So now you have a, a little insight into how we choose our alliterations. <clears throat> alliterations? Our alliterations. Um... I cannot talk. So instead, Al, why don't you tell everyone what you've been up to? So, uh, we've been <laughs> off for a just week. a long, awkward so Well, it's been a few things, isn't it? Because we've been off. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, you've had like two months to, uh, two weeks to prepare. Two months. Yeah, I've actually got <laughs> fucking notes this time. Right. Fucking hell. Um, so, it was the uh, appropriately named Frosty Camp uh, with Scouts a couple of weeks ago. Um, which is fine. 120 kids fine. Yeah, in a field in the middle of December uh, and all the mud and tears that ensue. But it yep. also means that you're definitely, definitely going to get flu because um, yeah. you're surrounded by snotty kids for an entire weekend in close quarters. Um, in the cold. In the cold. So I've been uh, obviously been down with flu for a, a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The following Monday was uh, the Christmas market where we've been making goods to sell um, to raise some some moolah for the scouts. Nice. Um, and then in between that, got the tree up, as is tradition. As Living is tree. Tradition. Yeah. Six year running, still serving Mine. me well. Um, Mine's just the there. Nice. Steve's is nice. Um, and then I went to pick up uh, those who are in the Facebook group probably saw the post. Um, I got the rims on the Proton powder coated they came up an absolute treat um offensively cheap i don't know how any business can stay alive probably because you have to pay cash so they don't pay any tax um, <laughs> and uh because i got these powder coated i needed to replace the little center caps yeah. um the proton badge center caps but obviously they're knackered and they're all smashed up uh and until i can work out a way to cast some maybe in resin or get some acrylic ones made i got some uh printed where you get like the domed stickers i don't know if you've seen those where you can like get oh some yeah, yeah, yeah stickers and they kind of yeah they build them up i'm, I'm assuming it's just like tactile varnish and they build up layers. Yeah, yeah um and they turned out a treat so nice yeah they're looking good good because i remember uh talking about that in the the last episode which yeah, should be out by the time this one comes out. Yeah, because I've definitely edited it. Um, yeah, because obviously <laughs> you, you can't buy replacement centre caps for um, cars that nobody cares about. Um, and yeah, until someone has a good idea of how to get vinyl on the back of acrylic. Super glue. We've had this discussion last time. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, um, yeah, that's where we are. Nice. Uh, sounds like a, a wonderful way to spend 
two weeks being ill and it's all right. Yeah, uh, Brett, I did, I did, I did, I oh, did okay. rather appropriately at Frosty Camp. Uh, was teaching first aid. Ooh. Nice for all weekend. So <laughs> as you do. Uh, yeah, Brett. What about you? I have been diligently working on this project. Um, I believe I shared a picture with you guys in the old chat. Maybe I didn't, but I did post it on Patreon grams uh, for people to see kind of what I was working on. And it's the whale vertebra sculpture thing. So yeah, I talked about it a little bit last time, just doing the sheet metal work and it's it's all kind of new uh, techniques and things and uh, definitely some processes that processes that I wish I had uh, sheet metal forming tools for. Um, Al, that sandbag that you use for the armor, I'm like, why don't I have one of those? I don't understand why yeah. I don't have something like that. Uh, probably need to source one of those if I'm going to continue doing this. But this is all practice. Yeah. I mean, because for... where where would you get sand? There's no the sand. Desert? No, no, it's <laughs> fucking impossible to get out here. Although, you'll probably do better than me, because obviously this is England. This is fucking England. So I had to dry my sand in the oven for about six hours <laughs> before putting it in said bag. Yeah. I actually did get a little bit of rain to bring up the weather. We did get a little bit of rain over the last couple of days, which is nice. Um, yeah, so working on that project, I'm at the point now where the two forms are done, because I wanted to do, I wanted to repeat the bone twice so that I could have three visual identical mostly identical shapes and then kind of splay them out on this on this idea for the displayed base um it's turning out well which is odd and I've I've uh got a couple of messages from people like hey it looks really good I'm like yeah it actually does I don't (laughs) hate it which is you know this, but that's very rare for me. Usually I go through the ugly phase, and the minute I hit ugly phase, I don't want to do it anymore because everything is terrible, and I don't think I'm going to ever be able to bring it back. Um, and I went through, I got to the ugly phase where everything was welded up, and I had wel- welded all of the forms together. And I was bridging gaps, you know, doing like long weld beads and things like that, just like bridge areas and kind of fill things in. And it looked fucking terrible. But here's what I had in the back of my head. Is I was like, well, the bones themselves, the bone itself has all of these fissures and holes and all little spotty nonsense, right? Because it's kind of half rotted out. Um, I figured, knowing how I've ground down shitty welds in the past when I was really first learning... When you grind them down, you end up with little holes and fissures and things. And I was like, if I purposely weld this, like, properly, but also kind of shitty, it might end up turning out well. And lo and behold, I am spending <laughs> the last two or three days I've been just grinding and then filling and grinding and filling. But I love it. Like, I swear, guys, it was on purpose. It was. I, I, it was on <laughs> fucking purpose. Um but yeah, the the little fissures and the little things that I'm doing or that I had kind of planned on, you obviously don't know exactly what you're going to reveal when you grind away all this weld, but uh, I'm quite happy with it, and it's so rare. Uh, I haven't been filming any of it because I didn't want to, and it's been really nice to not have to focus on moving the camera around a thousand times. Um, 
But this will set me up for the bigger project, the mammoth test that I've mentioned here a few times. I had an idea to do a bunch of sheet metal forming, having not done it before. Uh, also sets me up for possibly some other sheet metal working projects for the future, Al, that I may eventually get to at some point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Promised two years ago. Um, but yeah, I'm learning enough on that where I, I'm starting to feel more and more comfortable. Like I know how to move steel around for the most part, but how much does that change when you're working with flat material and you need to make something dimensional out of it? Mm. Um, the fact that I eyeballed a lot of it, like I did the tape trick, right? Where you like put the tape on the form and then you draw out and then you cut it out or whatever. So you know what, uh, volume you need or what your shape is, but then you kind of got to like beat all the corners in and stuff, whatever. Long story short, I kind of surprised myself with this one. I guess I've been learning <laughs> over the over the years of just like what direction things need to go in, which is nice. Uh, and amidst that, I've got a handful of other little like side hustle gigs that I've got to do. I'm actually making some handles or rehandling some tools. I've got a post vice to restore and work on. I've got a little bullet vice that I haven't really showed anybody that I procured not too long ago. Um, and then this weekend, I've got a hammer-in that I'll be going to and probably demoing a little bit on Coalforge, uh, maybe some sculptural stuff. We have a couple of ideas because the guy running it, who anybody that's watched the videos where I did like the tentacles, I, I go to this one guy's shop who's like an hour and a half away. He's a buddy of mine. And uh, he really enjoys me bringing a little bit more creativity into his shop because he admits that he doesn't have a creative bone in his body. So I get to show up there, present him with really odd projects, but he does know how to make stuff. So then we get to kind of team up and work on those things. So he wants me to show, uh, the people that are going to be there, maybe some options for things that aren't knives or hammers. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend. Nice. That's it for me. Steve, how's Murphy? Uh, yeah. Uh, so Murph's not very well. Um, I was going to segue into that later and I had the whole series of how I was going to explain things planned out, but you uh, just asked that for me. Uh, yeah. Um, so the last, uh, couple weeks, uh, well, in fact, the last, the last week fully, I'm going to start from the beginning. So I'm going to ignore what Brett was talking about. Uh, so, because it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, uh, since then, um, Jimmy, that I used to work with at the Forge, um, has moved in during the week. Uh, so, because he still has his flat uh, a little way away, but where the new workshop is for the Forge, um, it's basically doubled his commute, um, and it was already a like a 45-minute commute. Um, so, he's staying in my spare room during the week so that he doesn't have to commute the full way um and then has obviously his dog riley staying here as well which is a joy because riley is just the most adorable lovely pooch uh and her and murph get on really really well um since i've been back from the states murph's been a bit bad like his leg's been a bit bad um and he's been a bit limpy um but it, it seems to kind of come and go and then uh the first night that Riley was here, I literally opened the door, let Murph go out for a wee. Uh, he was so excited that he came back in on three legs um, and has basically been on three legs since then. Uh, so I've not taken him out for any walks 
since hoping that like a bit of rest would um kind of help him recover uh and it's not um so he went into the vets today uh he's now on some anti-inflammatories and some painkillers for this knee thing that he's got going on um so arthritis in the knee plus his crucial ligament um is i can't remember the exact wording but basically it's not broken it's just not quite right uh so hopefully a bit of rest or a bit more rest and these anti-inflammatories will help fix that can we fashion uh, him like a, a lovely leather like stone cold steve austin knee brace i would love that to happen um because the other option is surgery and there's two options for the surgery one of which is expensive but it's uh, you know it's within the realms of possibility the other one is not uh at, at least not not without a small win on the lottery um so i'm hoping that we can get away with uh the the no surgery option um but we'll see it's got he's got a month of of bed rest which is gonna be interesting because murph doesn't rest particularly well although he's very good at sleeping he's also not good at not going out for walks so we'll, we'll see what happens um but yeah it's not actually too bad because it's also fucking cold out so i don't mind not having to take him out um ah oh, saying that i had the weird like i this isn't really an update this is just a really weird thing that happened today um i had the most kind of just the weirdest interaction i think i've ever had whilst buying someone a coffee um so there's uh one of the local homeless people in town um she's quite well known everyone knows her um and i was taking all of the swear tags um to the post office um this evening um so they're all posted out so that's basically what i've been doing when i've not been um working is getting all those finished and delivered and working on some bottle openers as well and they're pretty much done so hopefully by the time this episode comes out they should be for sale as well um but uh but yeah we, we took to things to the post office and walked past her on the way to the post office and walked back um past her again like afterwards and um i just stopped and was like uh, like there and i'm like because it's cold i've got my hat on my hood up like not looking particularly friendly anyway and she's like in a doorway and cuddled up and i was like do you want a hot drink from the costa and she was like yeah what what do you want she went coffee i'm like any kind she went yeah just loads of sugar cool it just walked off got the coffee came back and just handed it to him there you go there's sugar in the bag and she went thanks mm-hmm. have a good night and just walked off both of us just really super fucking miserable and it it just made me smile um but yeah uh so other than that it, it has literally just been boring work life stuff um aside from one very exciting thing that i can't talk about yet <laughs> Steve, you can't uh, just every week say, I've got something that I can't talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I I can't announce it publicly because it's not my place to do that. But, um, but yeah, some, some very good things are happening, which I will be announcing probably in the new year, um, or at least talking about openly in the new year. Um, but yeah, uh, so that, um, that doesn't segue 
at all into our shopic um because i was going to talk about like communication and how that's a really good thing and then be like ah because the emails are an example and we've had an email but the email was from a while ago um so the email was actually just after makers camp but it was a post maker camp question anyway but also it's quite relevant because of maker central which of course everyone should already have their tickets for by now uh if you haven't got your tickets 15 days or something i don't know 100 something and yeah it was, i think lucas put it in the group chat and i just looked at it and went no <laughs> fuck. um so yeah uh yeah maker central is coming up and that's super exciting and it relates quite nicely to the question from dave bauer um who uh, Postmaker Camp said, I have a question for Al. If he were to visit the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp, which you should, uh, what skill would he want to share with the pe- with people? Uh, and side question, if Brett and Steve were not teaching blacksmithing, what other skill would they share? So, Al, seeing as the main question is directed at you, what would be your primary and your secondary Primary skill? and secondary, fucking hell. Well, um, if we've got to do secondary, then you, you've got all right, to do well, secondary. I'll do primary one. And then go around, and then we'll do the right? So, And then we can do tertiary, and then we can do quaternary. Quaternary. Fucking such a good word. And then what's, then what's after that, Steve? Quintinary? No T. Quinary. Quinary. Yeah, which sounds like a medieval slang term for a genital. So... I I would like to run because because you you go to these places right and and things are very specific. Mm. So you're running a stall where you're making this thing and here's a thing that's pre-planned and here's you've obviously not been to the maker camp before. Well, you know what I mean. Not yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's organised. I'm saying it's it's you know yeah. topical, right? Or yeah. you, here we're making that. Here we're building this. Um, and that's great. And that's focusing on the thing that you're good at. So Steve, you'd run a workshop or a class that you're good at brett you'd probably yeah. run something that you're not necessarily good at but you're really passionate out and you'd be able to teach someone <laughs> anyway because you're great that sort of um i'd like to sort of flip it and do like an anti-activity so it's almost like um napping don't, no don't re- not anti-activity <laughs> but like but don't really have anything planned and sort of like a not a wing it session but a, a session that creates itself so i did this with a few years ago, and I, and I ran this, um, like, How to Survive the Apocalypse workshop. Ah, uh, yes, I remember. Um, and it was kind of like a, it was like a community thing. These were people who, like, just needed yeah. something to do. And obviously, they weren't makers, they weren't craftspeople, you know, they weren't artists, they weren't creative people. They just, like, some of the courses were, like, how to how to cook for a family of, you know, some of them were just, like, life skills. Mm. And my life skill was how to survive the apocalypse. Um so instead of just sitting them down and going, right, we're going to build a tank because, you know, that might not have interested some of them or yeah. some of them would have got bored and not been able to get involved and they wouldn't have had skills or some of them might have been differently abled and you wouldn't have been able to be as physical with it. So instead, we just I just spent the first sort of session just asking people questions and getting to know them and finding out their, their skills. So it's like, right, let's, let's, do a, a, let's run an activity about, around your skills, not mine. You know, yeah. running running activity around my skills is a bit narcissistic. <laughs> like everybody, watch me. I'm good at this. It's like, no. What <laughs> what are you good at? You know, let's let's make it worthwhile for everyone. Yeah. Um. And so by the end of it, we had like, all oh, right, these guys are passionate about or understand or know about um 
clothes making and these guys are engineers and these guys are great storytellers these guys are comedians these guys know how to cook and by the end of it we built a little community where a little pretend community about how to survive the apocalypse and we'd we'd built a little sort of village with all the different things you needed you know some people were setting up the water supply some people were working out how to get power and fuel yeah yeah and it and it was great and everybody played their part I mean, no, instead of instead of everybody being the blacksmith, yeah, and like one person being better than the other, and some people feeling left out, it was like right, how can we work out how to make the best of this situation? Um, and I, I I didn't really know this was a thing or a way to run a workshop. I just did it instinctively, and then I yeah. did it again with some school kids. So these kids came to visit the studio, and I just assumed they were design students because they come to yeah. visit a fucking design studio, right? And that was how it was built. And they turned up and like none of them were studying graphic design. And it was like, well, well what are you doing here? And they was just like, oh, we're just seeing what it's like working, like having a job. And it was like, well, well what are you studying? And it was like, oh, uh, dance. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay. But, but, but everybody was different and they were all studying different things. And it was like, they weren't even in the same class. They didn't even know each other. And I was like, fuck. So this, this is not an exercise in like, can we rebrand a, a shop? Right. Yeah, yeah. This is an exercise in right. How do we behave together as a group? Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't even know each other, so it was like right, sitting down. What do you like? What are you good at? What what keeps you up at night? You know, what's your passion? What would you love to yeah. do? Um, and spend the spend the first half of it doing that and finding out about people. Um, and then we went right. So of everything we've learned, what's a common thing? And it turned out like um, supermarkets was something that they were all like annoyed about. And it was like, they yeah. don't want to go, it's boring, or, uh, you know, they don't have the things they want, or they hate going, you know. So we, we all found out that, like, one thing, one problem we want to solve is supermarkets. And by the end of it, we'd invented a new way to shop, uh, different ways to, like, have tills and uh, trolleys, and the things you buy in the supermarket were different, and the way that, you know, pets were allowed. And it was fucking amazing. And we'd invented a whole new way to shop, just with yeah. kids. Um, all doing a different role. Like some of them were drawing it because they were good at drawing. Some of them were the people working on the tills because they were chatty and had good personalities. And then some of them were like uh, engineers and they were designing the conveyor belts that the food came on. Mm-hmm. And it was like a sushi restaurant. And it was like, this is great. Brilliant. And, I, and, it, and none of it could have been pre-planned. Yeah. And I much prefer that sort of organic way of doing it. So I'd mm-hmm. like to turn up at your maker camp or whatever, get a group of people, 10 people, whatever, right, for the next two hours, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and, you know, to be honest, I don't either. But, yeah. <laughs> but by the end of it, we're going to solve a problem with creativity or with yeah. design. Well, but I like it. Yeah, like you, you've worked in marketing long enough. There's got to be some really nice terminology to be able to kind of name that or at least label the situation and say, we have no real game plan, but this is an yeah. exploration in a creative process, a creative project. And we're just going to get more people used to the idea of being presented with a blank sheet of paper or or a completely nonsensical idea. I mean, I mean, idea. Brett, it, it, it comes back to your uh, doodle thing with the blank sheet of paper, right? Where you don't know what it's going to be. And 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 Steve, I'll be two seconds. It's it's the same with any project at work. Like graphic design and branding just become so fucking formulaic. And everyone's just like, oh, here's the reference, and here's the current design trends, and here's what everyone else, and here's what all other banks look like. Like, oh, we want to be the cutting-edge, trendy new bank, and this is what all the other cutting-edge, trendy new banks look like, so we're going to look like them. You're never going to get anywhere with that. 
So like I like to go into it and go, let's just approach this completely differently every time. So, because when Brett said about the fact that you've been in marketing, so you must be able to kind of like come up with a decent uh, way of putting it forward and naming it and all that. Um, and because it's it, it's finding a way to get a group of people to work together, but that's going to change each and every time. I just, I really want you to name it something ridiculous, like adaptive synergy. Oh yeah, I'll come, <laughs> but I'll come up with I'll come up with a portmanteau by the end of it. <laughs> it's fucking good. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, sorry, I just got really excited about it, and as soon as I said, like as soon as I said it in my head. See, now I, I hate laughing. it. Now you've called it adaptive. Yeah. Synergy. <laughs> I hate it's, the fucking approach. Uh, yes, agile. Yeah, and now it's going to be fucking. Someone's going to be able to market this as a technique, yep. and the whole point is it's an anti-technique. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how they always? Yes. <laughs> I love ruining things. See, it's already um, a thing now. You fucking ruined it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I fucking love that as an idea. I think that's that that would be a really um, obviously have some class. stimulus, right? So have like yeah, yeah. a bucket a bucket of scrap or yeah. a pile of sticks or you know a, a fridge of food. Have something mm-hmm. that can be used. I don't I don't just mean like a totally like conceptual fucking blank sheet of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could even Review be that you're in a interpretive you're... brainstorm. We we do it all through See, dance. What, you, what you're basically doing is like a like it's it's like ready steady cook, but just for anything. Yeah, so you you could be in a like an abandoned house or a, a yeah. you know a, a room that needs redecorating. Yeah, and it's just like right, yeah. what we're we gonna do? And go just problem there. solving. Yeah, teaching how to problem solve, but in a sort of socialist way. Yeah, yeah, which I, yeah, kind of approve. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. All right. But so it that's... needs a name. It needs a wanky name. Yeah, yeah it really I mean, does. I also like the idea sorry. that because I've been through enough uh, jobs where there's been team building exercises, but the, it always has something to do with like establishing the hierarchy within, oh, we saw that you were a good leader on this fucking ropes course that is completely <laughs> nonsensical to our work, but uh, we may talk to you about a different position within your job. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I don't like talking to people. I don't want to be in a position of power. Um, it's just a rope. Yeah, but this is this is more fun where it doesn't have to be some retreat for some wanky business. It's like, no, this is just a group of complete fucking strangers mm. who are going to learn, ooh, it's the real world. They're going to learn a little bit about themselves and other people and what happens when shit gets we're all real. all going to develop by the end. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Somebody's going to have a jar of peanut butter. That's a very dated reference. Yeah. You're welcome. It's like real world mid 90s. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, that's okay. That's that's Al's primary. Uh, I still can't think of a secondary. So, Brett, what would be your secondary skill? What would, what would If you weren't teaching blacksmithing, what would you want to teach? I mean, you've taught quite a few different, random different classes as well, so... Yeah. This is a Yeah. Um it's kind of tough because I I can get passionate about certain things and like I'll, you know, I know you're kind of taking a piss, but I'm happy to just drive uh, an educational space just through the passion of it even if I'm not really all that well versed in it. Um like teaching people how to make hooks and things like that and smithing, it's it's fun, but I've even talked to you guys about this. Like, I, I always kind of want more, especially out of the people that come for Open Forge and they, they bring a random idea to the table. It's like, ooh, can we make this? I bet we can, or we'll give it our best shot. Um, and not to 
I, I feel like Al's little concept thing is so good for Al, but you reference the doodle marks on a piece of paper, and that is something that kind of uh, puts two of my worlds together that I feel the most confident and passionate in, which is drawing, but also problem solving and conceptualizing. So I'm not trying to like lean into Al's camp too much. Uh, but you know, the computer work, the animation, the video editing and stuff, I feel like there's, there's plenty that I could offer just to show people usable tactile techniques. I don't know. Like sitting down in front of a computer and teaching somebody how to do premiere. I could do that. It is not something I'm necessarily passionate about unless someone wants to talk about the nuance of comedic timing and editing and color correction and things like that. <laughs> that stuff fascinates me, but go try and find like the core value behind all of that stuff that I'd love to offer people. I, I do want to be able to present people with kind of the like limited tool set. What can we do with it? And maybe have something like that doodle class where it's like, this isn't a how to draw class. Cause I've never, I've never really appreciated how those classes usually go. Because it has a lot to do with the, you look at old masters, you look at Da Vinci's drawings, you look at all these different people, and you go draw like this, or like this is how you draw a hand, and everyone's got their little yeah. techniques of drawing circles for the knuckles and combining, you know, uh, very simple shapes. But the idea that you can present somebody with just the most powerful tools you have in the shop, as Jimmy usually says, right, is a pencil. It's like get your ideas out, and I think there are a lot more people that jump to something like SketchUp or they run to the computer because there's less, um, I don't want to say waste, but you know, like maybe you don't have a space that you can take out a pencil and a piece of paper and comfortably sit and draw in the quiet. But if I could create a little table that's kind of got a, an art feel to it, but more of the, what if I presented everybody with a doodle drawing? I just sit there for 45 minutes in between classes and just make stupid, dumb doodles all over white pieces of paper and then hand them out and go, make this into something. But then offer things like scissors or exacto knives and stuff like that. Like, no one said you had to keep it flat. Maybe you like the shape of the curl that's on there and you want to try and recreate it in the paper that I gave you. I'll give you tape and things. Seeing people branch out and pushing... Yeah the boundaries of something that is otherwise a very simple task given to you. I want to be able to show people uh, kind of what I took away from art school and design school and realize that finding your own voice and being able to interpret the ideas that are in your head into a physical form, whether it's 2D or 3D, is massively important. And I feel like there's a massive lack of it. Like not a lot of people can conceptualize an idea that they have in their head. And I think drawing is so, um, when we were talking about the mother tongue episode, creepy as that is to reference, I could draw my way out of any country. Cause I could probably draw a photo of everything I need to go and find and then have people just point me down the road to the next thing. And being able to interpret things visually, um, and get your ideas down on paper can be difficult so if i give people a starting place with these little doodles maybe that'll help them kind of learn that problem solving technique or how to get over that initial hurdle yeah that that first mark there's there's no pressure there because you've done it 
Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like the, the scrap box challenge, you know, only dumb down really, really low tier <laughs> and then see what people... Um, and I don't even like the idea of, you know, putting a time limit on something like that. If I had enough space or, you know, when it's a piece of paper and a pencil, fuck off after 30 minutes. Go draw in the corner. Go be exactly what I was for 20 years of my life. But go be the creepy guy in the corner just drawing pictures of weird creatures. Um, there's a, there's like a, an achievement at the end of it too, where, um, if it is something that like you saw the bunny in the cloud and then you can draw the bunny that you see in the cloud and then you make the bunny out of wood and then you sell the bunny to a small child that all came from you looking at a cloud and going, I'm going to see this to fruition. I want to see if I can get more people to accept that line of thinking and kind of accept the chaos of it where you like, I don't know what this is going to be, but I could make something great. I think I even said it at the end of that little video where it's like creativity is very difficult, but sometimes it's about seeing what it could be rather than what it is, which is just doodles on a piece of paper. What would you yeah. even call that class, Al? I need. We need I another need name. <laughs> I need another name for like. No, but it's it's, it's the, the conceptual corner classic. with with no, Al but it's, it's it's that it's it's thematically similar to mine in that it's not set in stone that you know by the end of this we're going to make the perfect pendant because we it was it was one of the problems at um the frosty camp thing for the scouts like they run activities all day we were doing um first aid but it was like i i made them like pretend it was it was like casualty i made them like reenact real scenarios and like they got they got points for like how well they acted things out and like when they (laughs) when they slipped on the ice and stuff it was like they were given points for that um because there's no there wasn't going to be a perfect way for how you solve the the casualty because you might do different things depending on the, the injury right or the person but then there were some activities where they were like make a bracelet and it was like follow the instructions on this printed sheet of paper exactly or the bracelet won't fucking work and then you won't have made yeah. anything by the end of it you'll have just been frustrated and now you're cold and wet and muddy and frustrated <laughs> and it's like it, that's not how you engage with people that's not how you get yeah. people interested in something by doing yeah. something so formulaic so Brett I like your approach in a similar vein to mine in that it's it is organic for want of a less wanky word, you know, you're, yeah. you're 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 giving people an opportunity to express themselves in a way that isn't just go through, through this step by step process of this class I'm teaching you. Because mm. we, we we've said we've said ourselves that is our frustration with education in general is that it's formulaic, yeah, and doesn't um, doesn't respect different people's learning learning abilities and skills and approaches, yeah. I mean, I think, like, because it's funny, when uh, Brett was talking, he mentioned about, like, art school, and obviously you've you've gone back to uni and you've done design and, and everything else. And I, like, I was racking my brains trying to think, like, what the fuck else would I teach? Um, and one of the thoughts I had was, I, I've never really had formal training in anything, like, outside of secondary school. Like, I did... <laughs> I did uh, photography, media studies, chemistry, and biology at A level, but I dropped out halfway through my second year because I was a little scrote. And um, 
and yeah like since then I've, I've had no formal training in anything like i and that training that i had was very i mean it was an as level like it, it it wasn't great um and the only one that was non like massively formatic was photography mm-hmm. um and like that so that's that's one that people always kind of say like oh you could you, could you teach me about photography I'm like no like i i can show you like briefly how to use um like lightroom or something like that and that's what i did um a little kind of like mini class on um a little while back but but that is literally just like here's um here's like a couple of techniques or a couple of like here's what some of the sliders do mm-hmm. and basically that entire class was just like <laughs> no just... no because even that is like well, here's what i do <laughs> yeah exactly but that and that was kind of the thing that i said is like this is what i would do with this photo mm. you can do whatever you want and the 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 crux of the the class was basically here are some sliders fuck about with them and see what happens yeah and that that was it and i think like because if you fuck again, about you find out hey um but just sorry as, just before you you, you, you yeah. spin off from that point could you teach anything of your knowledge of it for instance would no. you class that as no, teachable or formulaic or is, is that again is that you just you winging the system it's just just winging it and right. the thing is is so much of what i did in it was specific to bespoke software as well right um I, like some the vast majority of it was look at it figure out what's wrong and then try and fix it or like figure out how to google for this one <laughs> specific program that's not working properly like and so much of it is just learning how to fucking google um and like i mean i i don't know code well enough to be able to teach right. code and especially not now i can't remember anything about it um and uh, it's funny i was talking to someone the other day about um the coding stuff like when i was coding i was fucking terrible at writing the actual code um so we used to work in pairs and i was paired up with someone that was really good at writing code but terrible at the actual like ideas behind what we were doing um and like the way that we always kind of uh said about it was i was really good at the um uh i've literally just forgotten the fucking word as i was saying it uh concepts sorry there we go so i was really good at the concepts like i i knew like with this code you can do this in this way i just don't know how to write it whereas he was really good with the syntax but terrible with the content concepts so he he couldn't come up like he couldn't come up with an idea of like how to get from a to c without going via b sort of thing whereas i could go ah well, we can do this 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 and this this and you could do that with that function i think it's called something like this and he'd be like oh yeah this one and like he knew how to type it all out whereas i i just didn't um so yeah like a lot of um and that's kind of how my brain works i'm really good at concepts i'm really bad at syntax um and like not just with um with coding but just with everything and so it's really hard for me to teach anything without it being kind of a bit airy fairy kind of like ah well just just do the things and just just think about it this is is how i do it and uh and 
and I'm I'm very conscious of not jumping on and saying exactly the same thing as you two guys have been, which is like <laughs> I just I just show people how to do this, and uh, and because uh, even that, like I don't think I I could do that. Like I think like my my strengths um, in terms of uh, stuff like that, I I think I'm much better one on one. Um, I I know that I can sit down with someone and I can talk to to them about whatever it is that they they need help with, and I I I'm quite good at encouraging people to do stuff. Usually, it's taking a risk because you know I I have taken a large number of risks, um, and some of them have quite some of them have been quite massive, um, and like the attitude that I have towards it now, I mean it's possibly self-destructive but also there's like it's the whole thing about you um yeah you you don't like the that's the fucking thing that i was going to talk about the uh the thing that i put in the facebook group the other day i asked if um if someone had asked if 10 years ago someone had asked you where do you think you will be in 10 years time how wrong would would you have been back then and i'd say it was like over 80 percent of people were like oh i'd have been so fucking wrong i had no idea i was planning on doing this and i went down this way instead and like that's one of the things i like constantly reiterate reiterates people is all of those plans that people make don't fucking work so not knowing what comes next is fine because you never know what's coming next like even if you have a plan something's going to come along and fuck with that plan anyway so like it's it's not as risky as you think it is to take a risk because you spend your entire life adapting a plan anyway Mm -hmm. and and having to um to kind of react to things that you're not expecting so going (laughs) fuck it i'm gonna go do this steve's got a class that's just called accepting risk risk or understanding <laughs> risk yeah. are you going so no I, like... I want i want steve's class to be like run halfway through where he's got something planned and then brett just turns up halfway through railroads it <laughs> and then it's a totally different class <laughs> and it's like <laughs> we can't plan for this as yeah. as we're talking about this all i can think is we just have this triangle set up where we are we are literally set up in a triangle and just fucking with with each other's classes at whatever this little meetup that we've got going on is, where yeah, there could be more stuff Change going on. Places. <laughs> like, what's Al? What's Al's class doing? I don't know. They're talking about some grocery store. One of the kids is a dancer, and he's talking about the signage out in front of this thing, and they're putting popsicle sticks together. Awesome. Go steal like fifty popsicle sticks from them, and then take them over to Steve's place and place one lovingly in front of each student that Steve has, but don't say anything and just leave, and we'll see what they think. But this idea that between the three of us, like, Steve, you ever really... You're right. You are... Uh, this is something we've we've kind of talked about or hinted at in the future, and or in previous conversations, where... You have a very good way of being analytical and executing things that are like tactile. And yes, you can you can adapt and you're very good at adapting to a situation. But you have a really, really good way of like walking in with the game plan, execute the game plan, regardless of what tries to cock that up in the meantime. Al goes in as full chaos and something glorious will come out of it. And I want to think that I'm somewhere maybe in the middle of you two trying, trying to like... 
I I love accepting Al's chaotic nonsense that happens when I'm around him. But then there's something nice about Steve just going, I'm going to make a thing. I don't know how long it'll take, but it will be done. Acceptable. But having the three of us in the same room just hosting these classes sounds like a... <laughs> Is this episode 300? And we all we all have to film and record our classes, and then we post all three videos and just watch the chaos that ensues. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No filming. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I think, like, I, I love the idea of... Well, I, lo- I love teaching, um, and I love sharing information. I love sharing knowledge. I, I just, I, I don't know if I know anything well enough to be able to teach it. I think that's the problem I've got. Like, I know with blacksmithing, like, I have a background in teaching blacksmithing, and like, I know that I know about enough about it to be able to instruct a beginner. But, the, but, but like, I know. But it's back to Brett's old adage, right? blacksmithing is not what you're doing though when you're doing that what you're doing is teaching you're good at teaching yeah you're not good yeah. at teaching blacksmithing you're good at teaching or you're good at entertaining or presenting you're you're, you know you're mm. a comp you're a compare that's what yeah. you're doing that's what your yeah. skill that's what your skill is the blacksmith bit is kind of irrelevant you know you're, that's, yeah. that's just that's just the subject of what you're parading yeah. around so the thing you're good at is the skill and i don't know if that's something you could teach you know i don't know if you could teach right this is how you get up and engage a crowd. <laughs> you know, this, this is how you, but, this is this is how you um, reassure someone who's who's yeah. not got confidence. We, weirdly enough, like I I have I guess in a way done that before. So back when I I was running pubs, like we we used to have obviously new staff in all the time, and the one of the mentors I had, his whole spiel was: if you're behind the bar, you're on stage. Your job is to entertain like serving drinks is secondary to that like you your job is to make sure that everyone has a good time mm. part of that includes making sure they've got a drink in their hand but that's not the main thing that you're doing um and uh and yeah having to teach new staff how to engage with people mm-hmm. and then doing the same thing like with the door work like having to teach people how to um de-escalate a situ- situation without just wading in and going like oh don't stop it i'm gonna hit you like that's that's not what we want. We want we want you to go in and make people smile, and make them forget why they were angry with each other or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, and I guess a lot of that is is just people skills. Um, so, but I, I, it, it's such a hard thing to teach because it's it you kind of the first thing that you have to teach is how to to read yeah. people and. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you can do that, but it, again, it's it's not something you can do formulaically. You would have to be kind of just have constant examples. So that it'd be fucking great to teach that class while you two are doing yours, and just be. <laughs> this at is the all sidelines. getting a bit fucking meta. Like, yeah. Steve's class is actually the class. <laughs> <laughs> but like, have a group of like five or six people and just be like on the outskirts of your class and be like, no, you, you, jo- you joke, guy? but 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 that is exactly what we need. We need yeah. people who are able to take classes because it's like um, at Make Essential, you've got all these really passionate, talented people who are great at their skill, yeah. but they're like, oh, I wouldn't know how to run a class. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? You know exactly what you're doing. 
And so what, what they mean is, I don't know how to engage with people, or I don't know how to read yeah. the room, and I don't know how to, you know, motivate people who are, you know, nervous or scared or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, bored. That, that That's yeah. the skill. You know, the skill is not, oh, I'm great at making X. Yeah. Or great at making eggs. Um, it's 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 to that. So that that in itself, Steve, is something that you could run. Yeah. Without yeah. it becoming a weird, like... Um, motivational speaker like conference that's that's the thing yeah i'm very very nervous and like becoming yeah but um, Uh, the social experiment aspect of what steve's talking about though where he's just (laughs) his class is observing people and how to best interact with people by watching our two classes (laughs) all right we're gonna watch utter insanity (laughs) and nonsense and chaos happen in a controlled environment (laughs) And we're all going to take notes. And then we're going to come back and discuss the varying degrees of uh, personality types and uh, the spectrum of the people that are in attendance. Who were the good students or whatever. And that's just Steve. And then he has a sit down. So our classes actually run for the first four hours. Steve's run four hours (laughs) after that. Yeah. Judgment 101. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I wanted. Um, All right. Well, we've done... uh, our primaries and secondaries we've not done your secondary al what would you be your secondary i would it would obviously be cooking and it would definitely be what you did for me steve but without the cucumber water and it would be the the (laughs) fucking cucumber water man the the mystery ingredient um what you're gonna make so you could have it is ready ready steady cook not quite because ready steady cook is here's a bag of ingredients cook from it this would be Everyone gets the same ingredients in front of them. Okay. And say you've got yeah, four yeah. to six pe- participants. They have to look at those ingredients and go, right, what am I going to make? Yeah. And I've got to make two courses or something. So I've got to pick this, 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 and this, and this. We did it with the the scouts one night. And it was and obviously, you know, one out of 20 kids knew how to cook. And the rest yeah. of them were just like, oh, let's mix this with this. That'll be funny and taste rank. Um, and it was like... A few rules, like you've got to pick at least five different ingredients, yeah, um, and you've got to make two courses. Can can I can I, can I uh, do an add-on to to your Go class, on, like an extracurricular? Can I can I do cocktails afterwards? I was just going to say, Steve, you could auxiliary the class with uh, yeah with the cocktail session afterwards. But it it's a great way of going. People, oh, I don't know how to cook. It's like, yeah, but you you know what you like, don't you? Right. Well, I like carrots and limes and chicken. And you know whatever else is on this table, and it's like yeah. from that that we can then go take them aside and go right with these things. Here's what you're going to make. Here's some basic techniques. You know, here's the tools you need. And basically, yeah. you know, that way, not everybody is waiting to use the fryer, or not everybody's waiting to use the the ice cream maker. You could have different people doing different things because that's that's also my worry when I look at like the forging class. It's like everyone's waiting for the anvil. Yeah. Or everyone's waiting to get in the in the gas forge. Yeah. You know, and and you've got a bottleneck. Whereas actually if you go, right, you you making this, you're making that, you go over there and you do this, and we're all doing different things. Yeah. One one of the sorry, I, I just it clicked in my head. One of the things that I remember uh trying to explain because trying to explain to people how uh how you mix flavors and how you mix mm. things together, it can be really difficult. And I had a great uh like analogy for it which was think of flavors like colors and you pick your favorite flavors and you look at which ones go go well together and which ones don't 
and and you do that and what you got to remember is if you put all of the like if you put say say there's like 50 different flavors that you really really like if you put them all together in a room it's going to look shit like it's going to look like a messy shitty room whereas if you have like a couple of like really big bold flavors and then a little bit of accents here and there that's going to look really nice that's going to taste really nice and if you make everything beige it's going to taste like shit or be a wedding thought, buffet <laughs> exactly i think that was fucking brilliant um so yeah like i i you can have that that's that that would be nice so it'd be like a quasi ready steady cook but like it, mise en place everybody comes along <laughs> what are you going to make you decide yeah i like based it based on some parameters and that that could be applied to anything so that could be jewelry and it's going like yeah. here's here's some leather here's some bracelets here's some stones yeah. here's some metalwork right I'm going yeah. to teach you the basic techniques, but you get to decide what you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I like that so much. I'd say it's spiffing. In which case, Al, have you got an order? It's BSA. BSA, which means. Brett, you are first. We Right, so this is time of the year situation. Um, I just sat and watched a ton of the live stream, or I had it playing while I was working the other day. Um, and for the last few years, um, a YouTuber that I watch, uh, along with a slew of others, but he happens to be the one that I am subscribed to, they do Thankmas, and this year they're... Uh, all the money's going towards World Central Kitchen, and they've already raised $10 million. Uh, but it all goes for disaster relief and supplying food all over the world for various reasons uh, to those in need. So nice. if you would like to do any kind of charitable donations or anything towards the end of the year, I know there are some people that do it for tax reasons or whatnot, but they're always looking for somebody good to give to and um when i was watching the stream the other day there were like the amount of people that have put money into this thing like you wouldn't you wouldn't expect you know to hear in a situation like this it's all these uh you know celebrities that want to get their name out there for donating a bunch of money this is a legitimate charity all the money is going where it needs to go and the people that have been involved in the amount of money like youtube through you know, $200,000 towards it or whatever, because they like the YouTuber and yes, they did it to various other people, but the fucking, the rocks tequila company donated money. (laughs) And you know, like there's, it's a good, it's a good charity. And for the last three years, I've always followed it and donated and just going to throw that out there for anybody that would like to, it's just called thank miss. You can look it up, but I'll put the link in the show notes. Nice. Good shout, man. Um, yeah, I like that. It's not one I'm familiar with, but I think it sounds quite good. Um, I am going to spiff someone for their birthday. Uh, so I think pretty much everyone must know Matt Stagman by now, um, who is one half of uh, That Works. Um but yeah, it was Matt's birthday, and he is a lovely human um, who 
his like he's like he does so many things and like he one of the things with matt is everyone thinks of him as just being the guy that's really good on the grinder but he's actually a really good smith as well and he's a brilliant videographer and everything like and it's editing and all of that so yeah he's a man of many talents um he's got some of the driest humor ever um and a great big bushy beard um so yeah happy birthday matt for two days ago or however long it ago it was when this comes out um and yeah you're spiffing oh so ow I would like to spiff would... robots. Yeah! Love death and robots? No. Specific Just, no. robots from the Starship the Starship Company. I don't know if they're around your end, Steve, but they're cute little delivery robots that deliver from co-op. Ooh, and nice. they've got six little wheels, and they look like a cross between Big Track and Wally, and they're super Did cute. This... What are they called? They're Did called... you see the one that got... That, that got hit by a car the other day. They're super cute, and I'm so scared every time I drive past them because they're everywhere. And they stop yeah. at the lights and they wait. Yeah. It's called Starship, and Brett. Starship. Yeah, starship.xyz. Um, and they, yeah, they're glorious. Yeah. And, they're, they, and they, they are. And when they arrive at oh. your house, they, 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 <laughs> they play so a little song cute. for you. And it's got your goods inside, and it's all delivered nice, and yeah. they're, they're just roaming the streets in in Leeds, and I love them. This is adorable. Yeah. This is the most adorable thing I've <laughs> seen in so long. Oh, they're so good. Oh, but yeah, I'm... one one got. And they like they they try and get up the curbs, and they flip over on the back like little turtles. Yeah, and they can't get up, and they're just cute. Yeah, uh, that's a fucking great shout. Yes, well done. Um, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're in Las Vegas. They're yeah, because they were they were just um, they were doing a load of trials with them when yes. I was still working with Just Eat. Oh, yes. cool. Um, okay, and they were great. But yeah, uh, they, they are well and truly out there. Yes. Yeah, I think we had like three or four in London when I was still there, but now I think we've got them fucking everywhere. Well, they've got them everywhere. Uh, cool. Good shout. Uh, is there any other business? The- Brett had another great idea for a, a cluster. Room. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll shove this into any <laughs> other business. But if I was going to do another class, it's 100% not going to be a class. Tertiary. 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 I will be... Uh, I will figure out how to make the most chaotic and nonsensical treasure hunt that just... Yeah, creates madness amidst whatever the event is. And Al had a really good idea uh, thrown into this, which is have somebody like Jimmy or Paul Jackman or somebody make something, but then one of the treasure pieces is hidden inside that thing and you have to go over and smash it. (laughs) Maybe we tell them, maybe we don't. I don't know. Maybe I find (laughs) it like they're off having lunch and I just, they're in the middle of a glue up and I undo a clamp, take one of the pieces out, shove the treasure inside of it and put it in there. And then you watch somebody, if it was maker camp, you watch somebody take, you know, one of the ships they made at a total boat or whatever, and then throw it into the bonfire because you must put away the outside. This would all be fantastic. It's quite cool. It's quite cool. Really? Yes. We we all know what happens when you throw things at a bonfire. Red could write the clues. Oh my god! Yes. Treasure hunt. No, this treasure hunt was so good. It's fucking impossible. But, no, right? I did it. 
Uh, You're just lazy. Uh, any any other other business? A O O B. A A O B. Uh, no, cool. Um, I'm gonna have to hurry up because Murph's getting impatient. Um, A O O B. Oh, there was definitely an echo then. Um, what was I saying? Fuck. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Matterworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Ready, steady, Hack Shack. There we go. Player one. Uh, do you notice how I've like I've how much time I give you nowadays to prepare for something? I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write a backlog. So every week I've got one, and don't have to, and don't forget. <laughs> Do you remember when we did that with Shopix and then didn't use any I of know, them? Because you're all miserable cunts. Uh, <laughs> it's because none of us remember to look at the sheet. Uh, and if you want to find us as a group, you can find us at fwtpodcast.com. Uh, and if you want to, oh, whoa, get whoa, whoa, and, and have a whoa there. Have we not got what? a load of jokes to read out? No. Or did we do that last week? I think we did that last week. Did we? Yeah. You mean the ones from Alan? Were there not we did more? That last week. No, I don't know. We've not had any more. We've have not we had, had any more letters. Okay. No. That's know. why I was about to say, if you want to get involved in the show and either have a joke read, yeah, it's not because the episode hasn't come out yet. That's why. No, there's one here from Andy McKenzie, second yeah, December. No, we haven't. Oh, no, because that, that came through as we recorded the last episode, didn't it? Okay. Get it read All out. Right, I'll... All right. I'll fucking... You read it out. I've not got it. No, you're in charge I've... of reading out blacksmith handy jokes. <laughs> uh... Fuck's sake. Not the, not the wood one. The the, 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 the pencil? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wept. You hear the one about the constipated mass- mathematician? He had to work it out with a pencil. False. Oh, Andy, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Uh, if you would like to send us a higher calibre of joke, um, or one joke, shop- one joke. If you send two jokes, one- I'm not reading any of them. Yeah, you get one, one joke per... You only get per one person. shot. Per week. Um, per month, actually. Uh, or if you have a shopping idea, or if you just want to tell us how wonderful we are, or how terrible we are, or whatever... Then you can email us at hello at fwtpodcast.com. Um, that is it, however. Uh, and I'm going to go because Jimmy's in the kitchen and the kitchen is cold. And Jimmy's too polite to just walk through making noise like everybody else does. So, uh, until next time, go, te- te- go, go teach something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> just walked in. I don't know if you guys could see that because it was blurred, but he just walked in and stuck his finger up at us all. Um, <laughs> fuck, that's completely thrown me. Until next time, go just, just, just go do, go, go do fun stuff. Go teach someone something or whatever. I don't know. I love you. Go and learn a lesson. Bye. Bye. <laughs> fuck sakes. Stop recording.